Hello everybody, welcome back to yet another episode of Real Talk with Gray Fox 247 and I'm Kylie. On today's episode we are going to be discussing taking time for yourself and what that really means. So, thank you all for tuning in and let's go ahead and get started. How are you doing over there Kylie, what's up? I'm good, how are you Tony? Great to be back. It's always good to have you back, it's fun to do every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing really well though, It's uh, it's been a good day. It's been a really good day. <laughs> Glad to hear. Glad to have you guys back with us, listening yet again for another week. Thank you all so much. Yes, thank you. Um, so what's crazy is we actually skipped another week recording this. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because we, so we're recording this via phone call, and my yeah. phone screen was cracked. So I cannot do a thing with my phone, and I just barely got it fixed. So I'm glad we were able to start yep. doing this again. We're actually a few states away, so we yeah. have to do this <laughs> over, over air and over phone call. So. But it's really good to be back with you, Cody, so thank you for having me again. Of course, you're always welcome. You are my co-host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just fun. It's fun to have this kind of opportunity to get to talk to you guys and get to talk with you about some important stuff. Like, like this is a pretty big one. Yeah, and we've, like always, like we've talked about this many, many times just in our own personal conversations, which is the majority of our podcasts. <laughs> but <laughs> and we we've even skated on this topic a few times just recording our other subjects but like we never elaborated and I honestly I hadn't really planned on it at least it never crossed my mind like as an immediate subject but I watched a movie last week uh, called The Mule which uh, I, I'm kind of a movie buff so this is something I really wanted to watch it's uh, the new Clint Eastwood movie and it's probably his last movie so I felt very inclined to watch it and it's about an old man that's a drug mule for the cartel. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, hearing that, you wouldn't think that it would inspire this topic, but it turns out, like, the main character, you know, Clint Eastwood's character, like, he's someone that spent his entire life just focusing more on work and not his family. So by this time in his life, when he decides to become a drug mule, he, uh, his relationships are com- completely gone. Like, he has his ex-wife who doesn't even want to talk to him. His own daughter doesn't want to talk to him. The only person that really accepts him is his uh, granddaughter, which later on in the film he ends up pissing off too. Well, this- and you actually know someone who's kind of like that in your own Yeah, my, gra- my grandpa was like that. So it was, yeah. it was interesting watching that because, like, so really focused on work. And... Yeah, he, um, he actually, so I lived with my grandparents for a good couple of years and I had a lot of talks with him. And one thing he kind of brags about, but at the same time feels regret. Although it's, it's weird to say, say it that way, but that's, that's his tone of voice. He talk he brags about the working part. Like he spent eight years working straight when it when his kids were born. So my, my dad and my uncle. Um and then eight years of of just working on his summer vacations, he 
after eight years of that, he, they decided to go on a vacation. And all they did, they just went to Yellowstone, so nothing crazy. I think they went to the Grand Canyon, too, uh, while they were passing through, you know? But it took him eight years of working to decide to do that. Longer, probably, because, like, you know, that's he, he's been working since he was, like, 12 years old, I believe, maybe even younger than that. You know, like, he, you know, he, he moved in with a family on a farm and was working with them, and he'd wake up. 4 a.m. and go, you know, do farming stuff. Go grab the eggs, milk the cows, whatever, collect hay. And that's all he's good, like, that's all he's known his entire life is just work, 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 work. Like, that's his, like, that's his religion is work. That's sad. That's actually, like, that is so sketchy that you said that because there are so many people where that's really, that's, that is, like, their religion. No joke. It really is. But you know what? In this and in this day and age it's harder and harder not to treat it as such. Yeah. You know, like, cause like even me, like I, I work a lot and I I've I've had to sacrifice quite a bit just because of my scheduling. You know, 'cause I'm a, I'm a manager, you know, at a just at a store and yeah, I, I have to run that store when my boss isn't there. And so what does it mean to you, Cody, to like like, because we all, we all work a lot, I think. Oh, yeah, everyone And, like, everyone all, to some degree, know on a core level that, like, this society does not favor human productivity. Like, real productivity. Yeah, yeah. Machinery. And, like, really, that's, that's kind of what we are. So, like... Taking time for yourself, I think, is part of what pulls us out of the machine life. Mm-hmm. Made the, the veil that is society. Yeah. So, yeah. you, like, what, what is what is taking time for yourself really mean? Like, what all does that entail? Because I feel like that is a very broad spectrum. That is, yeah. Um, what it means to me is just being able to take the opportunity to breathe the roses. And I've, I've said that before in another podcast. Because, like, and that's including, like, even if I'm just by myself, like, I'm just taking a moment to, to chill. I'm away from work. And, like, in my head, I'm away from work, too, as well as, like, other stresses in my, like, bills, whatever, you know, which, you know, your typical adult life. Sometimes yeah. it's as simple as just like sitting in my car or even going out for a drive. I love doing that. Just blasting music, going out for a drive. Being away for a second. Mm-hmm. But it also entails spending time with people I care about. Like ironically enough, like I was watching this movie. I was spending the entire day with my little sister, which we haven't spent. We, we spent it's an okay amount of time, but not like that much. And she... The reason why we are even hanging out was because we were, well, this is really nerdy, but we were going to play D&D with a group of friends of mine. <laughs> but that didn't pan out, but we ended up hanging out all day because she needed to get out of the house too. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, she's just, she's a teenager and, and she doesn't have much going on. Like she has a, she has a few good, good friends, but 
she doesn't get out very much. So like we just kind of did that. We got her out and we even went out for a drive and talked, which is really good because she needs some deep conversations with her brother. <laughs> um. So yeah, like we, I ended up renting this movie and we were watching it together and both of us were just like, damn, <laughs> very unexpected. Because in the meantime, we're spending time with each other. And most of the time, like everyone else, I'm focused on just my stresses. And and I don't do enough of that with her. Yeah. And I can think of like a an example with you, actually. And you, you'll remember this story. Uh, when I, I decided to take a week off work, but I had no plans with it. In fact, I was trying to figure out what to do with that week off. If you remember, <laughs> you know, like, because it was like, I, I never, I kind of like my grandpa. I, I had never taken like a week out. At least it's been years since I've done that where I was just finally like, you know what? I'm taking vacation because my work actually offers paid time off. And I, I just had it sitting there and did nothing with it. And finally, like, you know what? I'm, t- I'm taking some time off. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I need it. I'm just going to take some time off. Screw it. And what ended up happening was I, you know, you, you showed up in town and you're heading over to Idaho, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you just out of the blue, like, you know what? Come with me. <laughs> and I had never left the state of Utah up until that point. And so I, all I did was go to Idaho. So I know that it was nothing special, but it was an opportunity to finally go do something new, get out of Utah, get away from the norm. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I deal with on a day-to-day basis. And do you remember what happened? No. I pissed off a lot of people. Oh, yeah, that part. Which one, <laughs> yeah. There was one thing I did do. Like, so, like, I was working two jobs at the time. And I did, like, offer to take, I think, like, a four-hour shift on my second job. So nothing, not even a big deal, but... At the time, I didn't know I was going to be leaving town. I was just going to be just taking time off, and I was willing to come in for four hours to help open the store. You know, it was just a simple second job. I couldn't find anyone to cover that shift. So I did kind of do, um, I guess, a douchey move, and I just told them I'm not coming in. But I didn't really care enough because it was just a second job to me, and it was only four hours on a Sunday, so whatever. So I yeah. did it, like, not that big of a deal. I did get in trouble for it, and I accepted that. She lectured me. I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, it was worth it. You know, and that was it. That was the one thing I probably deserved out of everything. But, like, yeah. I, for, for some reason, people were really mad at me for going out there. And uh, I guess there's more to the story than that, you know, because it was more like hanging out with you a little bit. But, like... Yeah, like I, I remember coming back and was actually really like depressed <clears throat> because of how people react. You know, I find I left the state of Utah for the first time, did something for myself, and didn't care what anyone else thought. And then I come back and I took a bunch of crap for it. And that was <laughs> yeah, like it was ridiculous. You know, and that was my little moment where I'm like, you know what, I I'm gonna take I'm gonna do something new for myself. I'm going to spend time with you and go to Idaho, leave Utah. That's it. 
And it was one of the first moments I really decided to do that where I didn't care about what people thought. I just did it. Didn't care, and I ignored, you know, just a four-hour shift, but I ended up ignoring my other job for it, and it was like, worth it. It was worth it. I guess I'm a little bit of a free spirit in that way, because I feel like I do that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. And that's fine, you know, but it is hard to do that a lot, and as we've discussed earlier about, you know, with society, how it's it's difficult to just not choose work over, like, family or or just yourself. Um, I think people treat it, and yet. Yeah, yeah. We all sat there and changed our damn minds about it. Because, really, these companies don't run without people who say yes. Mm-hmm. So people stop saying yes. Then what? Then they beg you. <laughs> yeah, they fall and you can make demands. Yeah, that's why there's employee strikes, right? Yeah, a company doesn't run without its employees. Like, major corporations don't run without you. So if your job is shit, say something. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of what, a little bit of what, like, taking time for yourself means to me is, like, self-love. It's self-respect. It's self-care. Self-acknowledgement. Yeah. It's about you. Loving you. Because we do live in a very fast-paced world, but, like, we live in a fast-paced world because people allow it to be. Like, it is actually very easy to spend time with yourself. I literally do it all the time. Like, and it's, it's, it's interesting because you get to know bits and pieces of who you are. And that change all the time. But, like, in, in this kind of society where it pushes the machine-like mindset, go, 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 power on, power off, power on, power off, do your job, power on, power off, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, okay, so think about this. Think about yourself as a machine, okay? Your health care is like, like oiling a machine. Okay, so in order for a machine to run, it needs certain things to be maintained. So if you have a really physically, mentally, emotionally intense job, and then you take a look at your benefits, you take a look at your pay, what is that really worth? It's like having a corporation running a giant factory, a giant human factory, and not oiling up its humans, but working them to death. Mm-hmm. And what do they do when those gears get worn out? Toss. Mm-hmm. New. Toss aside and replace. And put in the new. Like my, So my dad works in a company, and I can't really disclose where or specific safety reasons, but he works for a company that that is very, 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 very much what they do. 
Out with the old, in with the new. Out with the old, in with the new. They're getting tested every four to six months on breathing, running, stamina, eyesight, shooting skills. Like, because, I mean, he, it's, it's security. I can't, like I said, like, I can't tell you where, but, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it is a security position, and he does have to have, you know, range training, so. They do that kind of stuff, and if if you don't pass, they'll give you one more shot. And if you don't pass that one, you're done. Doesn't matter how many years you're with that company, right? No. That'd be crazy. They almost, got, they almost got him for being colorblind, which is like, do you know how many men are colorblind in the world? <laughs> And it's actually, for what he does, it's actually a benefit to his job. And especially where we live, because of the style of terrain that we're in, it causes him to be able to see someone far more who who was, like, camouflaged out or whatever. Um, he, he would be able to see someone due to his colorblindness far more easily than someone without it. So for that that kind of position, <laughs> and they want to snatch his job for being colorblind, and actually it benefits what the hell they're trying to do. But it's just that same cog in the machine mindset, like, oh, this one's busted, move on. This one's broke. <laughs> but then they don't. That's that's the thing. They don't want to spend the kind of money that it takes to just keep up the machine. And if they just spend the kind of money that it took to keep up the machine, keep the machine happy, keep it running, keep it new, keep it, you know, well, well nourished in, in whatever form it needs to be, you would spend less money in the long run replacing people than you would if you just paid for the damn machine to be happy. Kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> if you're a company owner, dude, you want people who are coming to work who are lethargic, who are cranky, who are, might be short-tempered, who are less productive, who don't want to be there, or do you want people who, first of all, want to go to work because they don't mind it? Because they may not love it, but at least if they don't mind it, you know, because work is work. Yeah. But, like, if they can at least be content and peaceful with it and be like, you know, it's okay if I go and it's okay if I don't go. I'm good either way. If you can have that kind of job and those kind of people coming in who are like, I don't mind being here, I respect you because you give me what I need. Don't buy the hand that feeds you well. But a starving dog will still bite. Even if you're giving it scraps, it's still going to bite because it's starving. So if you consider your work life like that, like how much are they paying you? How much are they paying you in benefits? Like what does it really come down to at the end of the year, the brass, the brass tacks of your life? What does it really come down to? And ask yourself, hardcore, is this what you're worth? Wow. I think that's what... <laughs> 
I think that's what what spending time with yourself does. It shows you what you're worth because, like, the more time you spend with yourself, the more you're like, what the hell is everybody else doing? Like, think about it. When you were a kid and you didn't have to work, if you think back to that, like, how, however distracted you were by other things, was it, were you not, like, semi-happier in a way? There's a reason why everyone's nostalgic about their childhood. Yeah. That's why I always... Uh, be be grateful that you're a kid, like, you know, make it last kind of thing. And it's like, what? I'm really just a big kid, so are you, so is anybody. The the 90-year-old lady, old guy on the street, they're, they're just big kids. Just with bigger toys. <laughs> yeah. We all need and want the same things as a baby. Food, water, shelter, love, warmth. I think really the only thing that changes is sex. Like, even, I, I, okay, this sounds really weird, but it's the truth. Like, if, if anybody ever had little kids, like, you pretty much know this. They know their bodies. They, they have a sexuality. Like, they have that identity in them because they're human. Like, just because they're a, a kid doesn't mean that they don't, you know, feel things like that. So... In a weird sense, like, like for most people, they'd be like, ah, oh, like, ah, oh, well, that's weird. <laughs> but it's true. Like, little kids, they have that shit, too. He's playing with so his really, <laughs> Yeah. So really, like, nothing changes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, could you imagine being a kid again? It'd be so cool. <laughs> Honestly, okay question mark with that is it could you imagine being a kid again knowing what you know now or is it just could you imagine being a kid again <laughs> man <laughs> now I'm like thinking on that one um, wouldn't that be cool oh man I would, I would get in so much trouble <laughs> I tell so many people off as a kid like seriously, like I, I got Yeah. I got picked on a lot as a kid. Always I, I would stand up for myself, but not, not as good as I would now. Yeah. And, I think I'd get in trouble by a lot of teachers for sure. <laughs> I think it's wrong behavior. Mm hmm. Stand up for really anything. But, so, like, I think, have you, like, what, what other methods do you use to get in that self-care, that self-time, that, like, just, like, taking everything in? What other means do I use? Yeah. Like, do you use anything mentally, emotionally? Do you have practices that you do? Do you have... Like, meditating. meditating. Do some meditating, and the and I'm gonna bring up the gym again because we always do. But like the gym is definitely like a yeah. It 
it is my moment where I'm just like, even though I'm like, I'm working on something still, I'm being active, but it's, it's become a good like Zen thing for me. Like, even if I'm sweating, it doesn't matter how hard I'm working or how hard I'm not working. I just plug in my headphones and I'm, I'm in it. You know, it, it gives me time to think like, it's so weird. Cause like, I, I, I've heard people like talk about shutting your brain off, which by the way, I, I guess partially true. Yeah. Like you want to shut off the negative part of your brain off when you're in there, but I don't shut it off completely. I love to like think upon things like when I'm running or whatever I'm doing. I- Feed off of the negative stuff when I'm working out. What's it's that? Actually, I, I actually feed off of the negative stuff when I'm working out. Like if I'm like really ticked, I do. I used to do this as a kid all the time. I, I kind of grew up in like a messed up home situation. Um, I had a really sick mom in more ways than one, but um. I used to straight up, like, I, I because I took care of her so much, and this is, okay, this is actually a really good example of what we're talking about, because I used to, I literally, like, lost my identity to her, because everything was about her, and, like, I was about her. And that was so weird and, like, foreign. Like, I actually, so I, I ended up suffering from dissociative, uh, dissociative problems, which is where, like, really, you, it, it is it's like an identity crisis. But it's very much physical. So, like, your reality becomes distorted, things like, like strange, strange things. It's like being on drugs all the time, but... Um, but without the party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, you just, like, snap overnight, and it's so weird. Like, that's, like, what happened to me. I literally, like, I snapped a little bit beforehand, and then I, like, fell asleep and woke up a completely different person. Hmm. And it was just, like, my my head and my heart and my soul had just had enough trauma, and it was just done, and it snapped. And so for a few years, I was really, um, really lost in, like, nothingness, like, numbness. It was was very, very scary, to be honest. Um, But the weirdest part is that, like, my life still revolves very much around her. Like, I was her caretaker. I was her feeder. I was her changer. I was her, uh, (laughs) ugh. and you, I was, actually, I was, you actually brought some of this up on a previous podcast, and what you would do is go out running, right? Yeah, I'd run mm-hmm. like crazy. Yeah. Insanely. By the way, what I mean by like the negative part, I mean like like the the voice that tells you to give up, negative aspect. Yeah. But no, that's another. I, I've I've released anger in there too. Like one of my favorite workouts is the whips because of that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're just boom. It's kind of just fun. Or the tire, that's another one. Because you're just kind of like, depending on how big that tire is that you're flipping, like, you're releasing a lot of energy into that. <laughs> so anger is like a good way to like, 
get you moving. Right. Uh, yeah, this. I mean, we could honestly go on and on about this topic. I think. Yeah. I think there's a because there is a lot of aspects to it, you know, and like. Um, it's it's hard to think about sometimes because like. If you if you were to look at like reality as just a matrix. Most of us is stuck in it, right? Just that norm, that mundane, like, wake up, eat, go to work, take a dunk, whatever, you know, clean yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, if you, you just, most of us are just following that mundane eight, not what, nine to five job, 40 hours a week, plus some for a lot of people, too, like, especially construction workers during the summer. They're going on, like, 80 plus hours a week sometimes. And you're giving up so much. Of not just your time with like your family, but like you're like literally sacrificing your soul to a a company, as you said before, that would be more than willing just to toss you if you disobeyed them. Dude, that's the thing, that's the craziest freaking thing I've struggled with for a long time with that idea because I'm like People always talk about, like, selling their soul to the devil. Like, religious people always talk about that. And it's like, bro, you have a job, right? Like, I don't care if you call it a career. I don't care if you call it whatever. It's a job. Mm -hmm. You have to do it. You don't have a choice. Yep. Got rent to pay. Got kids to feed. Like, that's the thing. Like, they tell you, like, you have a choice. And, like, what, what's your choice? Homelessness? Yeah. You don't work, you don't pay anything, you're out on the streets. Homelessness or death. Thank you. <laughs> and that sounds great. Let me get right on that ball. Yeah. Like, like people. Do. But that's it's one so of the, oh, sorry. I'll let you go. Keep going. No, 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 no. Sorry. I, I was saying, like, uh, people think that America is, like, so great. And it's like, dude, we have our own problems. We have our own problems, too. Corporations, man. Yeah, our people are slaves. We sound like a couple of hippies right now, by the way. <laughs> no. Yeah, which is fine. Like, I, 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 dude, I'll be at work all the time, like, teasing customers, and I've mocked the system in front of customers. Yeah. I do it all the time. Like, corporate America, boom, yeah, boy, you know. And I didn't mean to kick that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, I've done that, and, like, people just kind of, like, I either get a good laugh at or they just kind of like, huh, yeah, huh. I mean it, though, like, mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's scary. Banks rule rule the states, man. It's all about that green. and It'd be so cool to, like, just have that trading system back where you just kind of work for your own land. You know, and not have to serve. Honestly, dude, I think bare minimum shit should be free. I really do. Yeah. I do agree with that. I think your water, I think your electricity and stuff like that should all be provided by your government. They steal millions upon millions of dollars. Billions. And, like, a lot of that shit disappears, and we don't even know where the hell it goes. They don't even know where the hell it goes. They just flip a switch. 
But by God, if you don't fucking pay your shit, woo boy. Yep, they just flip the switch. Like, okay. Then you finally pay it, they switch it back on. Yep. But think about that. If you don't pay your taxes, you're in jail. Mm-hmm. Like, that's tax evasion. That is so crazy. Oh, yeah, it's a free country, but we're going to lock you into the fucking system, bitch. <laughs> give us money. Like, yeah. Give us huh? money. Just give us money. Yeah. How scary is that, though? Like, you, like, you are owned. Don't tell me still around. It's slavery, but of a different form. Yeah. I feel like I might get in trouble for saying that because people might take that the wrong way. That's fine. But, like, that really is. It's it's slave to... It's slavery to the green or, you know, money yeah. and corporations. And, right, we have to bust our asses for... For some people, just minimum wage, which is 10 bucks an hour. This is a non-discriminatory slavery. Yeah, yeah. And yes, Nation- like, you could say that yeah we're getting paid so it's not technically slavery but that's the that's the slavery part we're we're serving the almighty dollar do you realize that like most people cannot live off of minimum wage in any state really no yeah, I, I actually saw that statistic and it was i mean very believable but sad because that's that's the majority of our jobs like yeah you can get that really good job okay so actually we're gonna have to cut. We're gonna have to end this pretty soon, anyway. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually start wrapping this up, if that's cool. That's fine. Um, I do kind of want to end, end on a quote because, like, speaking of that, you know, like, the more money you make is usually the more time you give, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, yeah, you get, you can get that decent wage, like twenty bucks an hour. But what do those people usually work? That's usually like, like a typical construction worker, right? And that's like 80 plus hours sometimes, as I said earlier, and during the summer. Person, yeah. Then they're kind of screwed during the winter time, and they have to find a different job. So here's the thing, like, one quote that really stuck to me in this movie was, you can always earn more money, but you can't buy any more time. Once that time's gone, it's gone. That's it. That's time with your family, friends, to yourself, whatever you want to do with it, it's gone. And we end up selling our time for money on a day-to-day basis. And then we do that until we're in our mid-60s and these days even older than that. There's people in their 80s still working. People, some people, most people, I, I want to say, will work till the till the day they die because they can't afford retirement. Isn't that sad? That's very heavy. Yeah, yeah, that was a quote from that movie. Like I, he he actually kind of like, I, I don't want to try and spoil the movie for those who do want to watch it, but like he. Just that little moment of clarity, it just comes out of nowhere. 
because he finally gets time with his family. He finally gives himself time for his family. But it's too late. He's in his mid-80s, like, old man. And, yeah, it's great. He, like, he redeems his relationships, but... But all he could think about is, like, I wish I had more time. I wish I would have given myself more time. So, do you have anything to add on to that before we end? Maybe a mic drop. <laughs> well, I could probably, I could probably do that. Hold on, let's see. Do I have something safe to drop? <laughs> well, let's do that. Huh? I hope I hope the phone can catch this. That was a jar of peanut butter, by the way, guys. <laughs> Alright, so I guess this isn't going to be our typical challenge for people, but just I just kind of want people to reflect. Just really think about that. And how you how you utilize your time. Because it's it's kind of sad to think about. It's making me sad right now, now that I've just said all that. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> But anyway, we better end this, so thank you all for tuning in. It's much appreciated. We'll see you next week. Bye.